we just want to thank you for tuning in to this um, video. As you know, we're unable to have service today because of uh, compliance with the government, which asks us not to congregate, you know, during this um, COVID-19 crisis. But we just want to remind you that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And as we said before, we're going to take our sound mind and do the things that keep us safe. We're washing our hands, we're keeping our social distance, and we're doing the other things that are going to help to curtail the spread of this virus. But while we're being socially distant, we are not going to be spiritually distant, and we're not going to be emotionally distant. We're going to endeavor to stay connected, and we're going to stay connected. We're in the 21st century. They forced me into the 21st century with y'all. And so we're going to stay connected with the items that we have available, the technology of the day. Amen. And so here's what we want to do. We want to continue to show love. We want to continue to um, contact our loved ones and each other. And we want to be sure that we're in touch with people. Amen. We're not isolated. So we have this broadcast today, which is very different for us, and we desire your prayers. Our prayer for you is that you're um, prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers and that you be safe and that we remind ourselves who we are in Christ because the Lord is in charge of everything and we're totally dependent on him. We are praying for the victims of this virus, those who have contracted it. We're praying for their families and we're praying for you. We want you again to be safe. Amen. And so we're doing this here. We want to remind you that we can still we could still um, stay connected. It's a good time for us to do things that we may have not done before. You know, write some letters, send some emails, um, do some video chatting, you know, FaceTime, Skype, and, and those other items that are available. We can do those things. It's a good time to, um, it's a good time to get some things done that we may not have done in the past. You know, perhaps you'll take the time if you're home, if you're available, You'll take the time to do some reading, do some writing, some studying, and lots of praying. You know? But for today, we want to go over some things. We're going to look at the scripture. We want to look at um, what Jesus said. See, we can't have church the way we want to, but we have to remind ourselves that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Like Jesus told the woman at the well, he told her that... Um, it doesn't matter if we worship on this mountain or in Jerusalem. And it also doesn't matter what day or time or address we worship. It's that we worship God spiritually. And since we're not limited to our location, we're not limited to a Sunday. It doesn't matter what day or time we worship. It's a matter whom we worship is the most important thing. And we worship the Lord in Jesus' name. And so I want to just read a little bit of scripture to you and, and go over this, what Jesus said um, at, with the woman at the well. You know, according to John chapter 4, the, the scripture says that, that um, it was evident that Jesus was gaining more disciples than John the Baptist. And Jesus did not want all the notoriety just right away. So he, 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 went through Samaria. He went to Samaria and he met this woman at the well. This woman around 12 o'clock in the day, 
she's at this well getting water, which is something that the women of the town would normally do earlier. See, fetching water was a social event. You know, and the, and the young women would get together and they would go to the well, they would fellowship with each other, they'll get water for their families. But this lady went at 12 and she went by herself because she was not part of that group. She was not in that fellowship because she had a little bit of a reputation. You know, she had a little bit of a reputation. And so Jesus met her there and he, he sent the men, he sent his disciples out to gather some food and do some shopping. And while he was at the well, he was there and he started talking to her. And she was astonished that he would even speak to her because in that culture, men and women did not talk to each other publicly. And, that, and also the idea that she was a woman of Samaria and Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. And this goes way back to when um, the Assyrians took, took the Jews out into bondage, but everybody didn't go and some remain, and those who, some that remain actually um, intermarried with the heathens. And so the Jews had a grudge against them ever since then. But actually, if we look at according to history and we look at some of the um, commentaries, the folks that went into bondage also did some intermarrying too. But you know, that's not mentioned that much. And even when they came back to Jerusalem to build the walls, build the temple and things like that, um, one commentary said that the Samaritans um, opposed the building of the temple. Um, another commentary, a different commentary said that they, they were rejected from helping. They wanted to help, but they were rejected. So we see that the prejudice and the racism, you know, was, goes way back to that day as well. So in any case, Jesus is at the well, he's thirsty, he asks for water. And she says, how are you going to ask me for water being a Jew and I being a Samaritan? And uh, we don't have dealings with each other. And that's when Jesus goes in and tells her, if you knew whom you was talking to, you would ask me for a drink and I would give you living water. All right. And so she says, are you greater than Jacob who gave us this well? You know, and he says, the water I give you will spring up into everlasting life. You know, you drink regular water, you're going to be thirsty again, but this water that I give you will keep you from being thirsty at all. And so she says, well, let me have it. She gave the response that any of us would have. Say, give me that water so I won't have to come to this well again. But actually, she wasn't talking about physical H2O water. He was talking about the spirit. And then she, um, she started talking about how she started being religious, I guess. You know, she perceived that he was a prophet. She had some perception. She wasn't expecting the Messiah to be there, but she perceived that he was a prophet. And, and, she, talk, and she started asking questions. They had this conversation, you know, and she mentioned that Messiah is coming. And Jesus says, I am he. And so at this point, this lady, um, she's not named in the story here. But one of our authors, a friend of mine, um, Reverend Dr. Brenda Salter McNeil, in her book, um, she calls her Sam. The book title is A Credible Witness, and she calls her Sam. So I'm going to call her Sam, too. So Sam runs back into town and tells everybody, come see a man who told me everything about myself, because Jesus 
had someone had, in her conversation with him, you know, he revealed to her that he knew that she was married several times and the man she was with at this moment was not her husband. And so she runs into town and she tells everybody to come see this man who tells me everything about myself. He must be Messiah. And the crowd followed her to meet Jesus, right? And so Jesus is ministering there and he talks to them and they say that, well, you know what? We came here at your word, but now we hear him and we understand that, it's, that he is Messiah. And Jesus remained there for two days and did a two day crusade in Samaria, something he didn't do in Jerusalem or all any of the towns in, um, in Judah. So what we have here, we have Jesus taking the time to meet with the Samaritan woman and meet with the folks of that area. And he stays there two days and have a crusade. And he doesn't do that with any of these other places. Other, you know, usually when Jesus does a miracle or he heals somebody, he'll say, don't tell anyone. He'll tell folks to go home. He'll say things like, um, you know, all right, just keep it to yourself, that kind of stuff. But he allowed, he expressed who he was directly to this woman. And he allowed her to go tell everybody and bring everyone back. And he spent the time in there to minister to them. So what we're saying here is that, so because we're not in church, uh, we're not in the building and we're not with the congregation, we still have church because church is the called out ones, it's the people. It's not the location and it's not the edifice. It's who we are in Christ. We are called out of the world into his fellowship and we're part of the fellowship of God. And so we thank God for what the Lord is doing in Jesus' name. And this is our prayer for you and others that, that we and you and I and the rest of us, that we will um, remain together. Even though we're apart physically, we can be together. We can be together in the spirit. We can stay in contact with each other. We can show love. We can, we can do letters and texts. And um, in the future, we'll have a conference call so we can get as many people as we can on the line so we can interact with one another. You know, this is a good time, as we said before, to contact your people. Look out for your elders. You know, call your grandparents. You know, call the ones who are out of town. Catch up with some things that you haven't done. You know, there's some folks we haven't talked to in a while. Let's catch up with them. Let's see how they're doing. Let's check on each other. You know, let's stay, in uh, again, in contact with one another. And let's make the best use of this time. You know, it's a good time to read. Good time to study time to pray, good time to um, work on whatever things you have to work on, um, good time for hobbies and puzzles and stuff like that. You know, before before we had all this technology, when I was a kid, we used to do puzzles. You know, it's a good time for things like that. It's a good time for family fellowship. Amen? And so we want to stay together and do these things together. For whom it may concern, it's a good time to get your homework done. You know? For whom it may concern, it's a good time for spring cleaning and those things. And, and just to catch up, to reflect, to catch up, and always to pray, continue praying. Pray for the victims of this virus. Pray that the others will stay safe. Pray for those who are hurting economically. We're all suffering a little bit. And um, it's an inconvenience, but some people are really hurt and suffering badly. 
And so we want to be praying for them and we want to make ourselves available to help when we can. And of course, when this is all over, because it's not going to last forever, we expect to see you in church. Amen? So we're so grateful for this time and we want to thank you for your attention. And we love you and we miss you dearly. Thank you so much. God bless you. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. To support our ministry with your tithes and offerings, you can use PayPal at livingwaterccc, Cash App at Living H2O Church, or Zelle at 973-902-9933. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.